In a world, four friends, one mission, to bring freedom to everyone involved. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? I'm doing a thing for the podcast. Did you say the name? Fine. It's the Freedom Friends Podcast. It's pretty solid. That was like my top five coffees I've ever had. Yeah, I think good. it was fucking good. Man. I, make them at, I make them at the house. God. Fuck. The thing is, though, is if, if I had that capability, it would spoil me on other coffee. Like I would just be uh, I couldn't it, go anywhere. It, no, it's straight up. When you when you own a good machine where it's actually making good coffee, not yeah. like. Hey, I've got an espresso machine and it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's the pod. Yeah. Mm. I, I get it. But when you have a good machine and it's yeah. grinding it fresh and it's accurate and you're the right pressure and it's making good coffee and then you know how to put the rest together. It, yeah. Going to get anything through a drive through or. It's just or, lackluster, yeah, man. Just, or just like, John, what did I text you within like a day of leaving? Yeah. He's like, I fucking miss good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, like Duncan right now has that cookie butter cold foam. It's it, only good because those crumbles are on top. I went and tried it. It's fucking wonderful. It's okay. Yeah, but, there's probably 48 grams of sugar per per cup. Well, no, the problem is, is that if you, if you drink it and you don't get any of the cookie crumble part, yeah. it's just iced coffee. Yeah. So I'm like, so this is, so I could just make it at home and crack open one of the Biscoff cookies that I have sitting in the That's fucking That's all it yeah. is, yeah. And just eat that while right. I drink good coffee. And it's like a weird, like, but the, 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 the cold foam on it is like, like a cinnamon cold foam too, or something like it's a like brown sugar or some shit. I don't know. It's fucking good. But it's, it was tasty. Cinnamon but again, it comes brown down sugar, to very drastically different flavors. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, no way. I think it's a combination of the two. Oh, yeah, like okay. it's cinnamon Wait, brown sugar the cold foam, foam with that, the cookie that on that it. That after flavor that like a Biscoff cookie has, like a speculose yeah. cookie, it's that in a foam. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. The problem is it does come down to it's good. But. But when I have the ability to make the quality that I do at my house. Right. Yeah. Everything else just seems. Speaking of making quality at the house, we're, I'm assuming we're live, right, Justin? Yes, sir. Okay. Speaking of making quality at the house, I uh, broke down about a pellet smoker this weekend. And uh, what did you smoke so far? Nothing yet. I have to burn. I have to do the burn off still. Oh, I want to do a burn off on oh, it. Oh, speak fucking that. slacker! Fuck, I can't even. I, yeah. uh, I am so sorry, guys. I have pork belly burn ends in the fridge that we got to heat up for you guys. I yes. made yesterday. No, no. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. I'm actually thinking about making some uh, Matt, who's been on the show. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do a Friendsgiving this week. And uh, so when you put it in the pan with the barbecue, and uh, most people do honey. Yeah. yeah. We did Vermont maple syrup. Yep. That'll do it. Oh, okay. Bro. <laughs> that's I don't a, think you really need to heat those up. I'll eat that cold, man. That's <laughs> a fucking game changer, fucking guys. Phenomenal. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was happy with it. Okay, so after this, between this and the debate, yep, we'll uh, bust those out. <laughs> I fucks with that. I'm sorry, I forgot. My yeah, bad. I got to call my pellet smoker company and ask them how the fuck to fix my smoker. Yeah, it mm-hmm. won't turn on. Yours is a rec tech, right? Yeah, but they're supposed to apparently have like a lifetime warranty yeah. on them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like my little bullhorn handles. Yeah. Well, no, rec tech has the lifetime, and so does uh, Traeger, and then like Green Mountain and Pit Boss and all those have like three year warranties i've abused mine yeah and I'm, well i'm pretty sure that's why mine doesn't turn on anymore i think i literally just used mine to the point that it was like <laughs> it's just you're like, gonna like, need to you update this it's <laughs> just because i made everything on it It didn't matter yeah it was like pizza fucking yeah. standard food everything sure. went on that smoke fucking i as it should have you guys tried cookies 
I haven't done the smoked cookie thing yet. The next yeah. up for my non-meat is for cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm about to dive fucking full on into it like a World War II historian for me. <laughs> what I will say, <laughs> though, is uh, my go-to cheater move when it was just like I was going to go home to watch a movie or whatever is H-E-B sells that brisket queso. Yes. It's like oh, already yeah. in the aluminum. Yep. You just throw the whole bitch in there. And you just mm. threw it in there yeah. and turned it to heat and just hit go and then poured like half a beer in it for the liquid. And then. Because I, I did that because I usually make those in the oven. I've, I've, I've done it. you have a smoker. Yeah, but exactly. So. It's the same thing. It's just Speaking so of which. Smoky. Do you still want that? Yep. Okay. It's in the backyard. <laughs> yep. I, I, Dave and I were just talking. I got to come by and pick that up so I can hook up my yeah. cold smoker. Whenever you are ready, because uh, I think the the first thing I'm going to do is cheese, and the yeah. second thing I'm going to do is cigars. Yeah, yeah, I want to smoke cigars. And I want some, smoke, I want some smoke cigars. What kind of what kind of smoke uh, what kind of smoke cheese? I'm a big fan of smoke gouda myself. I, yeah, I but. love smoke gouda. I'm just trying. That's just like my trial run to figure it out. Because even if I fuck it up, it's cheese. It still yeah. tastes yeah. good. Like get like a good <laughs> like a Vermont cheddar or something. It's yeah. still going to be good cheese. Yeah, right. Sure. And then just fucking smoke the shit out of it. But yeah, uh, I'm excited for the cold smoker just because uh, that's the only thing I can't do. I've seen those cold smoke things too where uh, the the smaller cold smokers mm-hmm. and people were doing them to whiskey glasses. Yeah. Because yeah. it'll stick to the inside of the glass. Yep. And then you make the old fashioned in it and you have this okay smoked flavor inside the glass, which is pretty dope. I fucks with that. Anyways, everybody, welcome to the Freedom Friends Podcast, brought to you by WarfighterTobacco.com. Use that code FTFO, that'll get you a sweet, sweet 15% off. OhWellness.us for all those CBD needs. Use that code Freedom Friends 25 That gets you a quarter off your order over there. And of course, our good friends, Icy Tech Coolers, go to IcyTech.com for those who get it. Use that code Freedom Friends 10 Otherwise, fuck boys. Yeah. It's chilly out. It's not bad. It's not bad right now. No. Uh, we recorded early today for good reason. Because it's going to be cold as shit here yeah, in a little while. The next couple of days is going to be fucking this yeah. not Texas weather. You'll notice that there's a wildly attractive individual to my left. Because uh, we got oh Dave Thomas filling in for Scott while he's off gallivanting with the family for for the yeah. holiday. And uh, I don't think you can actually gallivant in Nebraska. Like I think it's well, just So he's a- not only going to Nebraska. He's going to Key West after this, which is prime gallivanting area. I would say. Uh, OPSEC. well done sir speaking of holidays yeah do you guys know what today is hey happy hanukkah pal thank you for the half of you (laughs) i even wore a very appropriate shirt for today you did i did (laughs) (laughs) fucking awesome uh i respect it for those of you that are actually listening to this radio show. Yeah. Uh, he just broke out a shirt that says Jew and then ish in, in parentheses. parentheses. So it's uh... hilarious <laughs> and appropriate. It was. Yeah. It it's was a good a, Hanukkah shirt for you. It's a great one. Well, yeah. 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 So eight crazy nights. Yeah. You got plans? Um, no. <laughs> Wasn't this described as the back to school holiday? You get like, Socks and underwear and undershirts and pencils and shit. And yeah, fun. some dreidels. You get, there's some pretty cool games you get to play. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it are dr- there's drinking games. There's involved. a lot of drinking. 
Yeah, yeah, there's drinking games involved with Hanukkah, which I respect. Yeah. And Passover. Passover, there's a lot that you literally just get shit faced. Well, At yeah. some point, I'm, I'm going to go to somebody. I've been invited to Passover like four times. It's yeah. so much fun. Keep, if they do it right. And the thing is, I keep like passing on going to Passover. Huh. <laughs> 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 One of these days, I'll actually. If they like, do it right, you end up drinking like. Just be like, <laughs> get there, get fucked up and just be like, cheers to killing Jesus. Woo! <laughs> if, if you do it right, you're. You're supposed to drink, I think, four glasses of wine during the meal. That's like kind of mandatory. Yeah, that's yeah. a bottle extra you want. Because it's yeah. scripted, right? And then towards the end of it, you you have scallions and you literally beat the shit out of the person next to you with scallions. It's just, it's all part of it. And it's like, it was funny. Yeah. Like the last time I was at my grandparents for Passover and, and we did all this, like I was, I think the time previous to that, I was young. And then, so I didn't really remember and then I was of age and obviously pre-gamed and then the four glasses of wine and we bust out the scallions and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is great. There's fucking shit everywhere. I'm like, this is so much fun. Huh. I didn't know you beat each other with onions. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's symbology to it. I just don't I, can't remember I just, what it is. In, That's why it's it. In, 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 in symbology. My the term you're looking for is symbolism. Symbolism. Thank you. Like, thank you. In my mind, though, I just picture somebody with like a bag of fucking like yellow onions, just fucking like molly whopping motherfuckers, like fucking soap party. Thank you for catching that. I'm glad we're not the only <laughs> one. Yeah. Like, I, Dave and I snapped too. I thought it was going to be Mikey at first, but no. Symbolism. <laughs> oh, man. I'm also an expert in nameology. So, so the, the scallion smacking, as it's referred, is the custom represents masters whipping Jewish slaves under Pharaoh's rule in Egypt. They used onions to do that? Apparently. <laughs> They use onions now. Oh. Um, <laughs> hey, I don't think they used them back in the day. Yeah, bondage around the family isn't really. Uh... Hey, we don't king shame. <laughs> 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 Fucking l'chaim, bro. <laughs> Do you? Huh? Huh? So uh, it's it's the week before Christmas, which is always a weird time of year. I think. The week of nothing's fucking getting done. Yeah, right. <laughs> like like Jazz and I actually had a conversation about it earlier. Because he went out to eat with his wife, and and he was like, "This place is fucking jammed." Yeah, because n- nobody's working. Well, kids aren't in school. People they genuinely don't give a fuck. They all like, did the same thing we did. It was like it was lunchtime, and I was like, "Where can we go? Where we can just drink at lunch?" The restaurant. So we went to the restaurant, <laughs> and yeah. everybody else was there doing the exact same. There wasn't a table there that didn't have booze on it at twelve thirty in the afternoon on a Monday. Well done. And Why it was not, just man? every table there had booze on it, and the parking lot was packed. And I was like, "Yep." Oh yeah. Why don't they call it that? Just call it the Rest- restaurant. That's it. If I ever opened one of those fucking things, that's all I'd call it. Yeah. <laughs> you, just would, be, you wouldn't have to pay a franchise fee on that one. No, <laughs> just <laughs> the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. He's, of course, speaking of Twin Peaks, um, which, again, I mentioned it to him. I'm a fan. Like, the, the, their food's fucking great. Yep. Cheap booze, decent selection of booze because they're owned by a company called Front Burner. Which does all kinds of restaurants and shit. Like they own Twin Peaks, they own Whiskey Cake, like which is the craft spot that I used to bartend at. That Jazz and I have talked about on the show before. Um, I mean, they're 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 quality ingredients. And Mom's Pot Roast 
Yeah, that's fucking. At, but their bourbon selection is solid. So is their tequila selection, and it's because they're so big now that they're able to do these like single batch selections and shit, and get any manufacturers to give them stuff you can't get anywhere else. Yep. So, so that's how solid. Whiskey Cake has its own uh, Eagle Rare. They have like in all fairness, Buffalo barrel. Trace will sell anything to anybody. And also really true. Give a fuck. True. But they make good bourbon, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Almost as good as what we're drinking right now, boys. What we got? Little mm. bottle of horse soldier on the table tonight. Yeah, it's all right. I'm a fan. And I like <laughs> this one. This is my favorite the one. Copper the copper label's the best one. I agree. The low end. The they have the, the copper, the octane. gold, and the silver is their top ender one. But the I, silver I one think sucks all of the moisture out of my face every time I sip it's it. Too spicy. Yeah. There and is a uh, such thing. I think their copper label's the best shit that Horse Soldier makes. Can't confirm. But, and that's from uh Brandy? Rusty. 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 Rusty, Rusty. Rusty. I, I happened yep. to be here at Warfighter Tobacco earlier this week, or I guess last week, and uh, a gentleman came in to purchase cigars and was like, hey, uh, I got something for the boys. So, no, Rusty, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Horse Soldier. It's a... Uh, horse Soldier. Horse Soldier. <laughs> they make good stuff, but their copper label is the best shit, in my opinion. Out of their three out of their three lineup, their lowest one is their, is I, their best bourbon. I agree. Which I fucking agree. good on you. Good on you for making your best bourbon the, right. the most accessible one. I fucking appreciate you. Because mm-hmm. they have like that commander's cask or whatever, like their fucking high, high end or one mm-hmm. or whatever, that they only make like 10 bottles a year or whatever the fuck. I have uh, not there's tried one, that one. There's one here in the city. I know where we could go to have it. Yeah. They've got it under glass and everything. Dang. So stupid. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I like this one. This one's fucking wonderful. I just don't want to have to second guess what I'm drinking. Right. It's like, if I'm going to have the drink, I just want to enjoy it. And I want to be like, is this worth what I just spent? Yeah. Know. And I know like if, if I get like Jameson black barrel again, thank you, Rusty you brought us a bottle of that as well. Or horse soldier or something familiar to me. I know how good it is. So I don't mind spending the fucking 20, 25 bucks. It costs in a fucking restaurant, right? Like I'm that way with Eagle rare. Yeah. I know I'm going to like Eagle rare every time. Yeah. No, I'm also aware that Eagle Rare because now it just got another Rhine up in that New York bourbon whatever fucking thing that they did. So now it's going to fucking double in price again. It scored a 96 out of 100. Yeah, it's great fucking bourbon. It's a good bourbon. Speaking the of the problem that, with that is now everybody's just going to increase the price. Yep. You're going to have so, the Basil Hayden effect or not the, no, the, the Bland's, the Bland's effect. effect. Yeah. So Eagle Rare, which should have been 35 bucks for an amazing fucking bourbon. Is now, I mean, I was already paying 50 something for the shit and now it's going to be 70 something. And I'm, yep. So apparently, just everything out of the Buffalo Trace distillery is just going to be like, if you want it, it's $100. God, they're crushing. (laughs) They're fucking literally printing money. Yeah, they're fucking murdering. Jesus. But, anyways, you said, speaking of which, yes. So, Cigars Fishing, Cigar Fishing Auto put out their top 25 list. Oh, God. No, and it's great, right? Because. I have this, some I have some friends that made top twenty five, and I'm very happy for them because it's going to do great things for yeah, them. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. If you but get top ten, you get number one cigar and and C eight. Like you're, it's a game changer. I also company. think it's also interesting how many of those ranks have to do with the fact that you have six full page ads a month. Here is here <laughs> lies what I wanted to talk about though. So they put this out. I think about four days ago is when they started trickling out there. They do them like five or ten at a time or whatever. If you go on their Facebook page and you look in the comments, it's insane. Like if if it's always a controversy. 
But this year, I think it's even the like the worst. Their number one cigar is uh, it's a Cuban, so you can't get it in the states. Like whatever. I mean, it's a okay. good stick, but like okay, I get it. I think they ought to release two two lists. But so when it when it comes down to like you look at all these comments and people are realizing that like the majority of the cigars on this list, none of them are new. They've been around for five, 10, 20, 80 years. Like they've been around. Yeah. Right. And they're continually making these lists and people in the comments are starting to realize, or I don't know if they're realizing or not, but there's speculation in there that it comes down to ad spend. <laughs> just, just said it. No, I, just no six well, full page ads and, that are in each fucking issue. And so when you look at the names, the brands that are on the top 25 list and you pick up any magazine, you count how many ads are in the magazine. Like you can kind of put two and two together. There's some I'll never argue with. Like Padron makes the top 25 list every fucking year. Every year without fail. They also have, they also have phenomenal cigar. Their cigars are some of the best in the fucking world. Like, and honestly, it's all of them. Yeah. Their standard series, the 26 mm-hmm. series, the 40, the 60, the 46, the 46 or the 64 series, 64. the 47th anniversary, 48th <clears throat> anniversary, 50th anniversary. Like, yeah. Padron just makes the quality product. A fucking good cigar. And the 64, the 26 makes the list every year, every yeah. year without fail. And sometimes both of them are on there. Like, they're just that fucking good. And sure. I don't argue with it every time. The only thing that really ever changes, like, the shape. It'll be like yeah. the pyramid was a little bit better this year than the Presidente was last year. Whatever. Yeah. So number two is Rocky Patel. Number three is. Let David. me guess. The Rocky Patel sixty. The, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because they didn't hammer the dog shit out of that and ad spend or anything. David off <laughs> number three. Nicaraguan diadema. Number four, Oya de Monterey, another Cuban. But the Epicure. Elegante. The Elegante. Yeah. Five, the Oliva Series V. Melania or non-Melania? Non-Melania. Really? Yeah. Wow. That one's actually kind of shocking. Yeah. Number, I would have figured they'd gone for the Melania on that one. I got, I got nothing on this conversation. Number six <laughs> is Alec Bradley Black Market. Eh. I could pronounce that one. Number seven, My Father Le Bijou, which the 1922, that's a... That's the a 22 really Le Bijou is actually quite good. Number eight, Padron 1964. Mm-hmm. No and, argument. No, it makes sense. Number nine, Romeo and Julieta, uh, Reserva Real Nicaraguan, which is, I don't know if I ever had that one, actually. Number 10, Arturo Fuente. Like, there's cigars that are out there that are fucking phenomenal, that are nowhere near anywhere on this list. So, Jazz, no. you, you were saying that you wish there was two lists. Are you thinking, like, boutique and mainstream? No, or? I think there should be two lists. So, I think Cigar Aficionado, whose number one circulation <coughs> is in the United States, should not be featuring cigars that are not available in the United States. Okay. Yeah. There needs to be a domestic list. And a worldwide list? And then there needs to be a global list. Okay. So, I think you should do a top 25 domestic, meaning the stuff that's actually available <laughs> in this market. If it's not available in this market, it shouldn't make the fucking list. Yeah. Because you're not you're not doing anything other than hurting some brand that can be held domestically. Like, why are you featuring a cigar that ninety percent of your readers yeah, yeah, yeah. can't get their hands on? And I, and yeah. I think we talked about this in way earlier episodes. But it's just like when you know you see the 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 Chevy Silverado fifteen hundred is the best in class for blah 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 according to Motor Trend. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you look, 
The Ford F F one fifty is the best in class according to Motor Trend, and the Dodge fifteen hundred is best in class according to Motor Trend. It just depends on who's putting it out, what's what this, year it's on it. What's this class? It doesn't matter because yeah, it, 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 none of it matters because it's all about ad spend. Yeah. Motor Trend isn't just going to be like, you know, oh, hey, hey, Elon Musk, let me review your fucking Tesla truck and put out an article about it. Yeah. You know, they're going to be like, yeah, we can put a little spin. That's right. There's um, actually. But if you want like full features, then it's going to cost X. So there was a there was several years that cigar bloggers, the websites bugged the shit out of me. They yeah. just, and it's cause they got out of control. And at the time, the RTDA, which was in the IPCPR and whatever, whatever, whatever. Then they started doing these media days where all these bloggers were allowed to come into the trade show and they were just in the way. And so you had all these bloggers that were doing all the fucking booths. And so you're sitting there trying to sell product and you've got these guys sitting around with cameras and microphones and shit trying to like get these interviews in the middle of a sales day. Yeah. So then they cut it down where there was going to be a media day. So it made the show longer because there was going to be this whole day of these media guys, which you were, so you were going to make no money. And every single one of these bloggers thought they were going to get free product. Yeah. So they're walking you, around these told me about giant this. fucking trade shows. Yeah. And this was back before the show got smaller. So there was like four or 500 vendors in this yeah. fucking hall. So these guys are walking away with, you know, 10, 15 boxes of cigars that they didn't pay for it. There's no fucking way they're going to do the reviews because you would have to release two reviews a day yeah. to get every cigar that you took yeah. reviewed. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to do it. Sure. So then it turned into like, great. So now I'm going to spend all this money just giving you shit right. for no return whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And anybody could do it. You could literally just go and just start a website and you could get a media pass yeah. and walk around. It's since trimmed way down and we're now at the point to where there's like four or five of them that are legit and they're very good at what they do. They're very good. Um, they give legitimate reviews and most of the time you cannot buy information for these guys. Like they're going to reach out or they're yeah. going to or they're going to have bought it from a store or something or they'll buy it from a store and then they'll reach out and go, hey, I bought your cigar at this shop. I really liked it and I'd like to do a write-up about it. I just want to cons confirm some information with you. Hmm. And they confirm like that the regional blend that they're posting is accurate, how old the company is, just general right. information to make sure that they're not putting out bad info. Sure. And and almost all of them now do a list. Yep. There's an annual <laughs> that comes out from them. Uh uh Coop. Yeah. Is a good friend of mine. I thoroughly enjoy his reviews. They're very accurate and he's very honest. Mm -hmm. he'll pick up a cigar because he'll do good reviews and bad reviews like you'll read stuff and it's just like yeah he's like me maybe right. maybe it's worth a stick but not a box it, like mm -hmm. which is his nice way of saying like me yeah yeah um but coop does a good review and he's very respected and he doesn't he it's no bullshit and he does all that kind of stuff he's one of the ones that survived the storm when there was just too many of them, but their mm. reviews, if you go look at like their top 10, you're not going to get steered wrong. If you buy those couple of sites that are out there and I'm not going to blow a bunch of coops of friends. So fuck it. You can go check his shit out. Um, William Cooper's reviews, or I think it's called Cooper's, uh, cigar coop, cigar coop, yeah. cigar coop.com. Um, he could have been like Cooperstown. Actually, he's a massive baseball fan. Yeah, yeah. he could have been like Cooper. He's a huge baseball fan. He could have been like um, Cigar Cooper. But it's style. called Cigar Coop. And he's got, a, he's got a podcast and all sorts of shit. But uh, go read his top 10. I think he actually does a top 20 now. But 
uh, if if he says it's top ten of the year, it probably is. Yeah, like just straight up, at least for what he what he was able to get access to. Just a trusted mm-hmm. voice. It, he he's no bullshit, and you can't buy your space. Yeah, like you can't buy your review. His reviews are always free. Now you can buy like ad space on his podcast and shit, but or his website, but you can't buy your review. Yeah, yeah. and so find sites like that. Yeah, read those. Now Coop, which, is, Coop is going to tell you that fucking Padrones are some of the best cigars you're ever going to smoke in your life because they fucking are. Like, sure. Anyways. Also, you can buy ad space on the Freedom Friends podcast. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anybody out there listening or watching? We're for sale. And we are whores. <laughs> just so you know, you could have this audible chocolate talking about your product. Just hit us up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's the definition of shameless? Fucking A. <laughs> Speaking of uh, shamelessness, what happened with the uh, the Ukrainian guy? Did, it, did we get an order on Redacted from Ukraine? I didn't see an order that's getting shipped to the Ukraine, but I, d- I don't. There has been some more orders that are flowing through, but I don't I don't know if the Ukrainian guy actually bought anything on Redacted. Huh. Just the fact that they're watching. I like that. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely, definitely somebody from the Ukraine. That's so. hilarious. Man. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. That's so. hilarious. Good to know that Elon Starlink is working good enough to go to redactedsupply.com. There's a big fuck off button in the middle. It says Freedom Friends. Get that. Buy some merch. So, <laughs> that is shameless. <laughs> no, that's just a proper segue. Right? Yeah, yeah but uh, I didn't see anything come through that's shipping to the Ukraine. Now, that doesn't mean that he didn't find something and then. Yeah. Because, you know, it's Christmas time, so people are just buying weird shit. So that doesn't mean that he didn't send a message to somebody who was like, I want this one. And True. Then, True. So, Dave, Yo. you just got back from a, a long gallivant yourself. I did. I did. You want to tell us about your 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 uh, your stories? No, there's not much stories to tell. I mean, I <laughs> I went up. <clears throat> excuse me. I went up to uh, Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, and stopped in Missouri on the way home. So, so you were like, "I'm going to go to the four most boring states in the country." <laughs> and just hey, 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 Missouri has Branson. Oh, you're right. I I apologize to the show me state right now. <laughs> so you just basically, so you, uh, you saw a lot of corn. No, corn's not in the ground right now. Just oh, empty wrong fields. Yeah. Empty fields of nothing. Yep. Empty fields of nothing. Yeah. No, I did, uh, went up, visited some retailers, did some events and uh, started in Gardner, made it over to Renegade over in Overland Park. Check that place out. Cool shop. Uh, went from there up to Nebraska and, uh, did, uh, Capital and Cigars Lounge and then ran out to Norfolk to Paul's new shop. Uh, Paul was, a oh, what? Probably within the first six months of Warfighter was probably carrying Warfighter. Mm-hmm. Early adopter. Yeah. Yeah, he was an early adopter out in Hastings and uh, opened the new shop up in Norfolk. And uh, so went up there, checked that out. So he's actually building a speakeasy style uh, private members lounge. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be RFID access, fingerprint scan, uh, and then triple lock. You push the bookcase in and go into the members lounge, shut it behind you and call it good. So it's got a pass through fireplace and. So now after that, went over to Ames, Iowa, to English Bulldog Cigar Lounge, the newer shop that uh, opened over there, and then down to see the guys at Iowa Cigar. It's uh, the 
stomping grounds Mr. Mr. Dirk Barrett. He says hi to everybody. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. So, yeah, got to run into a ran into some people that I wanted to see. Didn't see some people I wanted to see, but that's nature of the business. I mean, it's holiday time frame and everybody's out doing their shit. Sure. So, uh, Mr. Mr. Carter also sends his regards. Mm. He says, follow him, you fucking bastard. Who? Carter Pendergrass. I thought I already did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, uh, once I finished in Iowa, I just dropped down to Missouri, spent some time with my mom and, uh, her husband spent yeah. a few days down there. How's yeah. mom doing? Okay. So Good. I was curious about the Missouri thing. Cause I was like, yeah. looking at, I'm like thinking about the map going like, well, yeah. So, <laughs> like, kinda, yeah. So, uh, I went Gardner, Kansas up to Nebraska over to Ames and straight shot down. To, oh no, Yeah. Uh, that all, all tracked, but then yeah. it's like, yeah. Well, and I stopped and saw Christian at just for him. Uh, Good job. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cool shit in that shop. Yeah. Just for him. I, is a I think very cool shop. Think like if you were going to open a shop and have nothing but man stuff in there without an FFL, and he's probably got it. Yeah, like it's he's like got, it's like straight razors. And yeah, like yeah. cool leather goods, and it's like all that yeah. kind of shit. It's a cool store. And it's it cool. Has a humidor in it. Like it's yeah. Two little baby smoking lounges. So it's a cool shop. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a cool shop, and the the couple that runs it is super awesome. Their manager's great. Just for him is a. Super, super cool store. Yeah. Nice. Where's that at now? Uh, Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Okay. So they do well though. Yeah. It's a good store. They don't carry Warfighter yet, but uh, hey. You're working on them. Well, I, I dropped uh, I dropped some cigars off and I was like, yeah, I said I was, I was in town and uh, figured I'd stop and give me some cigars. And he just looks me full in the face. He's like, it's Christmas. We're busy. And I'm like, I know. This is actually my vacation. So I just figured I was going to be in town. I'd drop by. He goes, oh, okay. <laughs> So gave him my info, and if he follows up, he follows up. So I'll hit him after the first year, see what he thought about yeah. the cigars. They're good sure. people. Yeah. So. They're good people. What I like about doing business with them is actually great because they're super straightforward. Like, yeah. Like that. Yeah. You showed him, he's like, it's Christmas, I'm busy, I do not have time to talk to you. And it's yeah. like, yeah. Yep. yep, nope, that's fine. Yep. Like, uh, that's what I told him. I was like, And hey, they just do business I, that way. Like, I, I, I was here to drop some cigars off, I wanted to check the place out and go from there. But that was... 3,250 miles in 17 days. And I didn't drive anywhere for two and a half of those days. So lots of windshield time, but stopped into Schilling Ridge as one does. Got to shout yeah. out Dallas. Yeah. Uh, except the Irish coffee, dark chocolate stout was still fermenting uh, when I went in. So y'all didn't get me. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We still love him. Yeah. That stuff is fucking amazing though. Actually, yeah. I got a I got a beer at the bar that like only three bars got it or whatever. And fuck, it's so good. It's a Belgian quad. Mm-hmm. But it's their it's a bottle fermented Christmas ale. Hmm. It's like twelve and a half percent. Yeah, it's almost brandy wine. But it's in fuck. a it's in, it only comes in seven fifties. It's so fucking good though. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking miss Belgian beer so much. I've got Love a really that, good one oh. at the bar. <laughs> It's it's oh the, hmm. yeah. yeah 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 this one's done right like it's all like sourced proper yeah it's done right and was bottle fermented they put the crafting sugar in it so that it would ferment in the bottle and that's what gives it its carbonation and oh god it's you, you know what fellas I got a question for you crafted proper um speaking of Europe Haley and I were talking this morning sir it's pronounced Europe 
Oh, sorry. We're going to do a Europe trip at some point in the future. And she's like, but I know we're not going to be able to hit everything that we both want to see. You know, and because, like, you know, just realistically speaking, like, we got about two weeks. Okay. That we'll be able to push in there. You get a lot done in two I was weeks. Just you can say. do quite a bit in two weeks. Absolutely. <laughs> right? The Eurorail is a majestic yeah, and amazing is. tool. Yeah. Like, you can. Same with Ryanair. Yeah. But if you guys were going to go and, like, plan it, because, like, there's certain places I don't need to fucking see, right? Like, I don't need to see England at all. All right. Ireland, that's a trip on itself. I wouldn't go there. I'm just talking about the. The continental fucking Euro trip, right? I'd like to see Rome, you know. Honestly, fly into Italy and fly out of England and just use the Eurorail and just see the whole thing on the way through and then just fly yeah. back out. Really? And you'll see everything. Like I'd You'll like, also see that the majority of it doesn't take near as long as you think it does. No. Yeah. yeah. So like. I, you're going to pop out and be like, eh, that's a church. Yeah. I, had to, I had to explain <laughs> that to a friend of mine when I was living in Nebraska because he's like, why don't, why don't Americans travel more? And I'm like. Let me explain something to you. If you get in your car and you drive two hours west, what are you doing? He's like, well, I cross through. He's like, I go, I go through, I leave my country and I go into this country and then I wind up in this country. And I'm like, yeah, if I drive two hours west, I'm in the middle of my state. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that depends on when I leave because if I drive two hours west and there's traffic I've made it to like Fredericksburg no but you gotta, you gotta realize like what I was living in Nebraska at that point so like oh, two, hour, oh, two sure. hours west for yeah. me was like Lincoln yeah. to Hastings yeah. and that's what you I know. think you know people's like why don't Americans travel and whatever and it's like <clears throat> you know I could pick up all of France and put it inside of Texas. Right. Yes. <laughs> There's a website. It's called like actualsize.com yeah, or something. You like can move yeah. the states around on the, you yeah. can move shit yeah. around and almost everything in Europe fits inside Texas. Like yeah. you can take any country. It fits yeah. inside our my, state. Yeah. My favorite is the one that they took the outline of Connecticut and put it over Houston and it didn't cover the entirety mm-hmm. of Houston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for, for Europe, like, I mean, we can talk offline about it too, but, um, there's a lot of places like um, Verona in Italy is really cool. Yeah. Uh, what's that little fucking island everyone wants to go to? Santorini. No. It's the Romeo and Juliet. The fucking. That's where Verona. No, it's not Verona. It's. Uh, oh, no. Sorry. Santorini's Greece. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Santorini's little... the volcanic island in Greece. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd fucking. I'd go there. Um. um Venice. Oh, okay. Venice. Like, okay. Afternoon. I don't know if I would have got. I don't know if I would have described Venice as an island. Technically, you are correct. Technically, it is. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely not. But if you'd have been it's like, not like an island what's the on city its that's own. got there's all like, the fucking canals and the gondola yeah. boats that go back and forth that are like Venice? So there's there's like, literally a shit creek that yeah. separates it from mainland. <laughs> yeah, it like, is. No, you it take is a train from mainland to Venice, and like as soon as you get on that bridge, you're like. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the fuck was that? It's, it's all poop, poop, and it's all on stilts. Like it's all yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it's cool to see. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. but like I would like to see Venice just from the Indiana Jones aspect, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like yeah. It, here's the number one thing people tell me they're going to go to Europe, and it's like, are you going because you actually want to see history, or are you going because you want to drink in a foreign land? Because it's a lot cheaper just to fly to Canada. If you want to drink in a foreign land, true. go to Brussels. Oh, 100%. right up, right next to the Grand Plaza, there's a street and it's called the Delir- Delirium Street. And the Delirium beer 
Mm-hmm. Right. So they have a bar and they hold the Guinness Book of World Records for the most amount of beer served in one place at one time. And the last time they held the record was 2002 or 2003 different beers. So you ask for a menu and they hand you one sheet and you're like, no, I want the full menu. They give you a book. Yeah. I have the book. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but next to that beer bar, they have a vodka bar. They have a gin bar. They have a rum bar. They have a whiskey bar. They have an absinthe bar all down this one fucking alley. Yeah. Um, oh, you that, told you told us about your crawl that time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and you ended in the absinthe <laughs> bar. The absinthe bar. <laughs> but that's yeah. the actual question: is like, are you going because no, you actually want to see? History you want to see shit, or are you just going yeah. because it's like I want to go and see shit? I'm gonna go get hammered in Europe because yeah. that's a real quick way to get arrested. Yeah, dude, I'm in my forties now. Like, nah. <laughs> now in Belgium, you can pee anywhere you want as long as nobody sees your dick. Every other country, you can't do that. Perish. Uh, you're not supposed, it's not legal. Nobody's going to arrest you. Like if you're driving on the highway in Belgium and you see a car pulled over, it's because the guy's taking a piss. It's not because he has car problems. Right. He just doesn't want to go to the next exit. So he's like, fuck it. And just pulls over, gets out, pees, gets back in his car. Wait, you're not going. supposed to do that. I mean, we do that here. Yeah. But like, you that's when I just opened like both doors on the truck and stand you, between them. Yeah, like, anywhere in Belgium, you can pee wherever the fuck you want you as can. long as yeah. somebody's not. It's actually the dick. only thing I miss about my GMC Sierra that I used to have because it had the fucking suicide oh, the little, the little fucking back, suicide back door. door. <laughs> and I could literally like, I could like take a shit. <laughs> I could like close it in on myself and just like sit on the running board and take a shit if I wanted to. Like, it's fucking convenience, man. But <laughs> you need to keep in mind too that Europe, Europe are beer drinkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the American style of drinking, when you're going to go over there and pound whiskey and get fucking hammered, you're just yeah. going to jail or like, sure. it's not going to be like, yeah. Oh, look at you, you funny American. Ice is hard to come by. Yeah. There are no free refills. Yep. Um, you're barely any fountain sodas. You got a can. Yeah. It's just, uh, but that's like, just, it's like, just everything's very I'm weird. Not, I don't want to go over there to get fucked up. I want to go over there and see history, man. Like I'd like to yeah. see Rome. I'd like Skip to go to the, Germany, va- I'd like to go to the Vatican. Left. Right. No. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, not trying to be a smart ass. It's just. Well, well, I've also been to Germany. So it's but, like. <laughs> but there's nothing left. Like yeah. between between two full world wars and the fact that they were trying to reinvent themselves so many times, they destroyed everything. Yeah. Like there's nothing fucking left. So you can skip Germany entirely. France, I'm going for the 80th of Normandy anyways. You got to go to uh, Bastogne, Belgium. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. Love to do that. Which I believe actually, I think today's the anniversary of Bastogne. <laughs> I think it was a couple of days ago. So this start. Yeah. Okay. I think it was the 16th. Yeah, it was, it was last week was yeah. when, because uh, Batman was over there. With oh, that's Vince right. That's and, right. With Vince and everybody else. That's Vince Speranza right. was over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was right. the start yeah. of the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind wow. going to Bastogne just to see. Yeah. But if um, you like history wise, like a lot of World War II stuff would be really fucking, it would be, in my opinion, it would be cooler to, than going to see some of the cities. Like I would rather go to Normandy than go to Paris. Oh, 100%. And that's what I'm doing for the 80th anniversary. Yeah, I'm going to go and see all of the stuff in France anyways. So eh, that's not really high on my list because I'm already going to be doing it. Yeah. Right. Um, see, that's how I know I like smoked meats more. Because the whole idea of like, we should spend thousands of dollars to go look at a grassy field. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Goes two ways, man. One or two ways. Nope. Because like, yep. so you can stand there and be like, so. Yeah. A century ago, there was dudes here, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, you, see, like, you see that little dip? They used to be a foxhole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be like, holy shit. You know what it is now? Fucking field. I'm pretty sure that's a McDonald's. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Amsterdam, 
Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah. No, there's certain cities that are worth going because those cities actually have their own culture. Yeah, so it's sure. worth seeing those cities. Um, like my wife's a big Francophile. Uh-huh. So we want to take a trip to France, but to actually move around France. But we want to, we're going to spend like half a day in Paris because there's some things in Paris I want to see. I also went to film school and that's like yeah, yeah. where moving pictures started. Yep. The Lumiere brothers were in Paris. They invented the camera. Well, a moving <coughs> picture camera. Yeah. Um, I want to see that. I want to see Notre Dame and then like I'll walk the Louvre. Yeah. From that's what I, a, but from what I understand, that's like a whopping half a day that I just described. The, the, and then we need to get yeah, the fuck out of Paris. Right. It, like the, it's the yeah. most disappointing part of going to the Louvre is seeing the Mona Lisa. <laughs> it's it, it literally it's like it's that big it looks like an eight by ten and you're fighting 500 people to get there yeah. no it is legit an 11 by 14 yeah yeah it is a tiny little picture the problem is is that americans have always seen like it as a poster i used to have one that was like a fucking four oh, by six right yeah. but it's like but it's been ginormous like, sized oh. like it's not actually that size i nope. saw the real one i'm like uh, what? <laughs> See, and, and, and honestly, I would be more interested in like Madonna on the Rocks and fucking like, you know, some of Da Vinci's other works, you know, because. Eh. But see, I like Da Vinci's sketches. I'm not a big fan of his paintwork. Mm. Like that Vitruvian man? Yes. Good heart. Like the Vitruvian man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a, there's a bunch of other like mechanical sketches and shit that he did. But, but yeah, sure. that one. But that one. That one is also. Yeah, you can't make a dick joke out of the mechanical sketches. <laughs> some of them. I don't know. He made a helicopter that looked like he could do some work. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. But the rest of it, like once you get outside of it, you can literally go on these giant wine tours and it's all done by oh, train and you go from like region to region and you drink one, and you drink on the train. One and, place like, to go in Germany, Mosul, Mosul River Valley. That's like their wine country of Germany. Yeah. Holy fuck. I've had some of the best wines I've had. And then in Germany and Belgium, you can do the monasteries and you can go drink at the monasteries. Mm, That'd be cool. You can drink all the beers. All the Trappist. Mm -hmm. So those are dope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know. Haley wants to go to Switzerland as well, just to see it. Just because it's beautiful fucking I did a Christmas in Switzerland once. Did you? It's very. It's pretty. It's very Christmassy. It looks very pretty. It looks very Christmassy. Yeah. I mean, it is. And the flag's a big plus. That's a big plus. Yeah. I don't know. Europe's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's also been so you're, fucking. You're um, welcome, Justin. It's been so Americanized at this point too that it's it's you every, see a lot of the yeah. same shit. It's just slightly off. Like you like, said, there's a McDonald's. Every major city is a tourist trap. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, well, I think countryside, and I think I like the idea of the rail system just because you see a little countryside. Well, no, here's the beautiful thing about like the Europe. Don't be on it during the day. Because yeah. what you can do is you can time it to where you can like you can be in a country, you can see shit, you can get on the plane, you can go, to, you can get on the train, go to sleep, and you wake up and you're at the next place. And then you go and you do your tourist thing and you get back to the train and you yeah. get on it and you go to sleep and you wake up. Okay. So that way you're not staying in hotels and not doing anything. Yeah. You can just sleep on the train and that covers your travel so that you're not spending your daytime hmm. traveling. Mm-hmm. You can actually spend your daytime doing shit. Caitlin lived there for like going on a year, so. Yeah, yeah the, okay. tra- the trains are nice. The URL system is, and you can buy time passes. So they have an annual pass, a one trip pass, and they have time passes. Yeah, you can, so like you can buy like two. a two week window, and it's unlimited on and off. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it just as so, if you decide like, no, we're going to stay in the city next year, day, 
you didn't miss your train. Like you just get on it the next day. Yeah. You just, you just have that, you have the pass for that long and it lets a little bit more organic travel. And I bet the conductors on those fucking trains are just like, oh, I'm tired of being here. Well, some of like, <laughs> I took a train from, uh, it went from Paris, France to London and it was one of the high speed trains goes like 200 miles an hour. Yeah. And it was cool. Cause I'm like, this is going to be fucking awesome. You have no idea. You're going 200 plus miles an hour. Sure. No, quiet. you don't feel it at all. You're so quiet. Until you go into a tunnel. Man. And then your ears pop. Yeah. Just because of the pressure change, you know, like. It, the speed of it passing through the tunnel yeah. actually creates like a bubble. Yeah. It's a partial vacuum inside. It's a partial yeah. vacuum inside. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's. Nice callback. <laughs> it's, it's cool. But what I will say is out of. If you're going to go to Europe, don't go expecting that you're going to get like a. Like when people travel and they come back and they're different because of like the culture exchange. Very little of that she's, when you go to Europe. She's talking different. That, <laughs> like very little of that when you go to Europe. It's a bit of a whiffle, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there's other countries I've been to that you come back and you're like, wow, that puts some shit in perspective. Yeah. Like that's usually the third world. That, that's Eastern <laughs> Europe. Eastern yeah. Europe will do that. Let's go to yeah. Bratislava. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Central America. Remember on Eurotrip on that fucking stupid ass movie Eurotrip, they went to Bratislava yeah. and he gives him like a nickel and he's like, I buy my own hotel. And he slaps him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn. Oh, Miscusi. Miscusi. Yeah. Europe's. It's cool. Yeah. It's Canada. Yeah. And I, I don't mean, I'm not trying to be derogatory, but literally you go to Canada almost have the exact same experience. Really? Yeah. It's, it's very much set up the same way where okay. it's, I've been to Canada. So and then you've kind of been to Europe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Quebec. Great fishing in Quebec. <laughs> Love the fishing in Quebec. <laughs> I fucking hate Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, but so you've been to Canada, so you realize that it's like all of this is very familiar, just slightly off. It's <laughs> like that's most of Europe. It's, it's, all, it's like just a little backwards. Yeah, it's like I know all of this. Like you're going to recognize all the shops, all the brands, all the everything. They're all yeah. there. It's things like the gas stations are going to be called different shit. The grocery stores are going to have different names and shit like that. Sure. Yeah. And the care for the petrol. Yeah, you'll have petrol stations. If you want to use the bathroom at Burger King, cost you one euro. Also true. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just everything's just slightly off, but most of it will be very familiar. And then a lot of your restaurants and bars are just older. Yeah. yeah but, it, but you've also lived on the eastern seaboard where, like, you can go to places that legitimately have history. Sure. Yeah. It's, if you're going to sit down at a restaurant, set aside about three hours. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And don't get all pissy fast. because your server wasn't like, did everything taste okay? Mm. Da, 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 da. No. Like when they disappear for an hour. They give zero fucks. They, they, <laughs> you come back like, where the fuck you been, man? They're gonna be like, my fucking job. Like, yeah. And yeah. And just because you're an American, they don't give a fuck. Sure. Well, I mean, that's from what I understand. American outside of arrogance, that's outside just a of, problem everywhere. Uh, from what I understand, except for, except for Normandy. Apparently, if you go to Normandy, they fucking love Americans. Mm -hmm. They're like, about it. Like, still fly the American flag there yeah. in the whole nine yards. Yeah. But yeah. I think that could get fucking old, too. Yeah. It's kind of like being in Texas. <laughs> Normandy's like the Texas of Europe. <laughs> they buy their own merch and shit. 
be like, is that a Bucky's? What the fuck? <laughs> Le Bucky's. <laughs> oh, they wouldn't know what to do if a Bucky's fucking. It'd be Le Bousses. Le Bousses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't know what to do. Hot brisket on the board. <laughs> <laughs> every time, and oh, I don't know man. if he still listens, but every time I shit in a Bucky's, I think of you, Rob. <laughs> every time, I always think of you because I know you used to clean those shitters. For those of you who are the old, old, old school listeners of the show, we had a a producer in the early days along with Justin. Named Rob, who uh, cleaned Bucky shitters. He cleaned Bucky shitters at yep. a certain point in life. Yeah. Now his wife's a doctor. So. Yeah. Now he's just living it up as house husband. <laughs> no, I think he works still. He still works. Yeah, yeah. he does something. Yeah. He, he, just he also just doesn't need to. Makes really good money. So yeah. they're yeah, he got a much better gig too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're crushing. They're killing. Yeah. Yeah, they're crushing. Worth it. They operating on that dink philosophy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the way to live. <laughs> I had a friend that came over last night and he's got three kids and an ex-wife <laughs> and he was at my house and he was like, I wish I had this. And I was like, should have pulled out. <laughs> it is a Cause I have never looked at my hobbies and been like, damn, I wish I could give all this up for a kid. But I hear parents all the time. They're like, damn, I wish I had all this. And it's like, I've never heard the trade the other way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like I gave up too many hobbies. And I have kids. Because I'm, I'm. You also have an amazing wife. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> that's also very, very true. Well, that's the thing is, is stop putting your dick in fucking morons. That's the fucking fact of the matter. Like, no, you should just let morons put your dick in you. Only e- if it's in the, <laughs> in the shower, man. In the shower. Um, it's the way I view it with your wife. Like he's like, don't put your dick in morons. And Haley's like, so it's just putting morons in me. Like, is it? A- can we can we stop calling me fucking stupid? <laughs> All right, can we fucking stop? Like, I'll take the Pepsi challenge. Like, like I'm not smarter than Jazz, and John's a pretty fucking smart cookie, and Scott's <laughs> fucking brilliant too. And Dave, you're you're not dumb, but. I don't know where the fuck it came up that I'm the dumb one on the fucking podcast, man. <laughs> like, like, and I'm starting to get a little fucking annoyed by it, all right? <laughs> As I break my shit. Because <laughs> there are certain bugaboos in my life. And we'll talk about it. One of the bugaboos that I don't like. One of the things that just irks me. Is I don't like being talked. your gears. It grinds my gears. I don't like being talked down to. Because I've been next to nothing. And I'll never be it again. And I don't like being talked to like I'm fucking stupid because I'm not. And for whatever fucking reason, some of you motherfuckers out there seem to think that because the guy says the word fuck a lot, that I'm not fucking smart for whatever reason. And it's starting to get on my tits. So like, ugh, fucking annoying me. My tits. Right. Or my moobs. Moobs. Eh, tomato, tomato. Yeah. I have a, I have a question. What's the Pepsi challenge? Oh, you're too young for that. Oh, okay. Back, okay. So back in the eighties, there was a, it was a joke. It, it was like, a, uh, it, no, it was yeah. an ad campaign. It was, yeah, it was an, it ad, was an campaign. ad campaign when Pepsi was trying to get market share from Coke uh-huh. and they did this whole Pepsi challenge. So you'd walk up and there was two clear glasses that each had brown sugar water in it. 
He's so far, he's not wrong on any of this. And, you to, <laughs> and, then the, and then the census taker sitting behind the table would go, which one do you find more enjoyable? One was Coke, one was Pepsi. And what they do is that the one out of 10 people that pointed at the Pepsi thing, they made it on the commercial where they're like, well, it's that one. And they're like, surprise, it's Pepsi. Because as we all fucking know. Coke just fucking wipes the floor with them. And I don't even drink time. soda. And I can tell you right now. Yeah. Like, it, like Coke just crushes. Yeah. Like, that's why every time you go to a restaurant and they're like, you want to get something to drink? And you're like, yeah, can I get a Coke? And they're like, oh, Pepsi, is that okay? You're like, yeah, I'll take a sweet tea. Anytime you go to a restaurant <laughs> and they have to ask you if it's okay that they yeah. give you something other than Coke, that kind of lets you know. My yeah. response to that is, is Monopoly money okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> can I pay you in rubles? Yeah. It's... So, but it was this thing called the Pepsi challenge and it was essentially Pepsi trying to say like, if you just give us a shot, (laughs) you might like it. And, uh, it it turns out it it didn't work. And and now it's just used as an analogy by middle-aged dudes. You'll get there someday, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. He's going to dab one day in his forties in the. 15 year old kid next to him you're like what the fuck did you just do (laughs) y'all have like ad campaigns and shit to explain I'm gonna have to explain the dumb fucking TikTok dances (laughs) it's kind of interesting right because we're talking about like the Pepsi challenge which just became like a colloquialism and all that kind of stuff but it's because stuff in that era and really up until the early 2000s stuff had like multi-year yeah. things that it yeah. held on to. That's sure. not a thing anymore. Now it's like 60 days and it's gone. That's, 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 that's if you do a like good job. Yeah. 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 Well, that's if it actually like holds on and becomes yeah. a real trend. You get like 60 days and that's a trend now. Because I remember so, like, like there, there was one where I, I did, I made a TikTok video or something. And some dude commented was like, you're about like a year behind this trend or something. And I was like, bro, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's what's, shit. That's what's but it's wild. Be interesting is it goes on. Cause it's going to be like your generation, where the fuck is the culture impact other than just consumable? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, that, right? it's, like, it's, it's that 24 hour news cycle. Yeah. yeah. It's, we talked about it before. It's it just, is now trickling down into everything else. In life. The, yeah. the culture contribution is quite literally soundbite. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. the, well, it's like it like y'all have y'all had traditions and society norms and stuff that stuck around for a minute. Well, there's one thing Mine's, you don't do, Jazz. You don't fuck with tradition. Mm-mm. Damn, fucking true. But like mine, it's like it's whatever the fuck is new. If it's if it's new, you're on it. And yeah. it's what's even wilder is like you said. If you're if you're late to it, then you're also looked down on. Yeah. It is only if you are in the know right now when it's popular. As soon as it's off and you try to get on that train, the only thing I'm trying to figure out is how your generation is going to deal with the crippling debt of spending the money to keep up with these trends. Because we're not talking about inexpensive trends. Like, like you look at like car scene trends Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's not like, oh, well, it went from wide tires to skinny tires or something. It's like, oh, it went from. You take a shell and put that on a whole nother car to let's buy Viper engines and stuff them in a Honda. And it's like, yeah. it's like, so this trend that's going to be around for the next, oh, oh shit, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> fucking fuck. I didn't even get my car finished. That just cost you fucking 25 G's. Yeah. Like, I think like, honestly, where's the beef to cripple you, the economy? How are you people paying for this? Well, like, I, don't I think, understand. I think because another one of the trends right now is like the Mr. Beast and the, have y'all heard of whistling diesel yeah mm-hmm. he's he's the mr beast of the car community he, he is a fucking idiot he's fucking wild but like but he but they straight up will say like we spend a hundred two hundred half
half a million dollars for the video and people are like, well, oh, that's, there's been that's multiple interviews with Mr. Beast now. who literally yeah. says like when I, at the end of the year, we actually show that we're net zero yeah. everything mm-hmm. that we make. So if we made 4 million on YouTube on yeah. this week, we spent 4 million on the next week. Yep. Like it's yeah. absolutely, it's just a constant cycle over. Yep. And but you have to you have to have everything. But in I'm a row trying to, to figure out how the non shit. Mr. Beasts are doing this shit. Like yeah. I'm watching these trends, just going like, how the fuck are you affording this? Like I don't. I want to see their credit scores. No <laughs> shit. Uh-huh. Congratulations, you got a 200. Like, <laughs> it's like what let, the fuck, let, man? Let's do a new trend. Let's see how many people can get their credit above 800. Right, like that should be a trend that people actually go for. Yeah, because they lifted it. It goes to 850 now. Yeah, it used to be 800. 800 was the cap, and now it's 850. Yeah. Well, I know that when I I bought the Toyota, when I bought the truck, and they ran my credit, I was like, how are we looking? And they told me, and it was above 800. And I was like, I can do that? (laughs) Well, it's like I found out after I got out of high school that you could get higher than a 4.0. And I was like, how do you get better than straight A's? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I got 100 on everything. That means I would, I didn't miss a single answer. But I could have done better. Yeah. Like, well, it, how? So it, how it, it, don't get me wrong. It comes out of AP classes. I was That's, not a 4.0 student. And I was an AP. I was, I was not a 4.0 student. <laughs> but, it was barely half of that. But even then, <laughs> 4.0 was still, it didn't matter that you were AP or whatever. That was, you're a perfect student. Yeah. yeah. So now you're telling me there was better than that? Well, I graduated with a 4.5 because of AP classes. I gradu- that doesn't even make sense. I graduated. I, with, I agree. With a 4.0 <laughs> from MMI. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's like it always bugged me on the PT test that you could get above a three hundred. The extended scale. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I was like, no, I thought a no. three hundred was perfect, man. This, is, yeah. this was max, and now you're like, yeah, but there's a guy that did more than max. I'm like, that's it's not good for fucking him. He still got a three hundred. Then, yeah. um, then that's actually the max. Like you can't. <laughs> yeah. If the max I can get is a hundred points for this fucking. Yeah. Exercise this. It's like okay, part. I want everything. I want all the points that I scored over three hundred to go towards my promotion points. Yeah, I'd be doing fucking. You know what? I want <laughs> all the ones above my three hundred to go to the next PT test. I want to start. Can I, can I give them <laughs> this? I want it to roll over. So I got a three eighteen. Cool. I'm starting the next one at eighteen. Fucking a, man. Can I, can I gift them to my battle buddy? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it like, like frequent flyer miles? Steve over there in a fat boy program. Here's 40 points, bud. <laughs> I was uh I was talking to my little cousin who recently commissioned and uh he was talking about how when he went to aerosol school and he was telling me like he was like, Yeah, I hit like a 280 on my PT test. And I was like, fucking why? And he was like, Well, like it just looks better. I was like, no, nah, dude, you hit the minimum at schools. That shit doesn't stick around with you. <laughs> yeah. you. You do the minimum and then you stand up and wait for the next fucking so, iteration. Yeah, we had we had a unit um a unit wide standard essentially. And it was our minimum was a 270, 90% in each category. Yeah. And if we got less than that, then you're pretty much a shit bag. But which you know is what? For funny. An, for an air assault infantry unit, I get why the unit would come down and be like, yeah, but they even, they cared about your school tests. Like really? if, you, if, if you went to air oh, assault or you went to even oh, like well. leadership schools, PLDC or ANOC or BNOC or whatever the fuck it was. If you got below that 270 and it got back to the unit, you're a fucking shit bag. Oh, and wow. it was kind of, wow. it was, now the percentage of guys in, in my unit that got below a 270 were fucking minuscule, you know? Yeah. 
So it wasn't like something that people really had to yeah, worry about. Yeah, that was one of the best part about going to school. You didn't have to do fuck all. Is that you like, could go and it was 1730 like, was like you're passing on the two mile. All yep. I know is that like if I went to a school. And I'm like. Everything <laughs> in my head, every time I went to a school, because it was always the exit PT test at the school. Yeah. Was that it's a go, no go exercise, which meant 210. I needed a 70. And every. And everyone, mm-hmm. 210 for me to get out of the school. And because all they did was they looked at the form and there was a little checkbox at the bottom. And they just said, go or no go. And a 211 was go. go. <laughs> fucking I. And that's all that fucking mattered. And that was one of the best parts, especially if you got like an eight week school and you were like, hell yeah. Well, like I know it, like, like Sarn's course in the Marines, they would do like integrity checks basically. Cause you would have to do, you would have to have a current PFT to go to the school. Yeah. And then they would be like, all right, we're going to check the integrity of your, and it's almost a check on the unit as well as yourself. Yeah. yeah right. You know sure. They I mean? didn't essentially just waiver you in. Yeah. So you would do an initial PFT and then and the, and what they would, PFT. And they, they would, you do the initial arrival PFT and then you would do an, like a, a final PFT for each class. Right. And what they would do, they use that one. They did like a most improved type of thing. They would do like, Hey, this guy improved from this to this. Okay, so they used it as a positive, but they were also, and what they don't tell you is they're checking your fucking integrity and your unit integrity because the SAR major of the schoolhouse on the grand scheme of things is higher than the SAR major at all the fucking divisions mm-hmm. and stuff, right? Because he's closer to the general of the base. So he could go in there and literally audit your fucking three shop. Oh, I and saw like, it. Fuck you over, like fuck your unit over. I also know so, that we did it. Yeah. We would absolutely do this whole, like, we got to make sure you get into the schoolhouse. What was your last PT test? And it was like 240. And it was like 270. That sounds fucking great. Yep, and you just, yeah. and then send the shit off. Yeah. But we also knew that, at least while I was in, 210 was go. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, hey, oh, if it was, if it had been go, no go, bro. <laughs> so it was just like, so then it turned into like, you had a 240. All right, we're going to do a 270 because that's going to get you in. Don't fucking fail. <laughs> so. Do you, do you but, guys, uh, is, is there classes in PFTs? So, is, so it's like, we had like a first class, second class, and ABC. third class PFT. ABC. Like, so for us, like for your, both, both below 27 years old, like a 225 and above was a first class PFT. We had so two age brackets and, and they scored the points differently based on the age bracket you're in. Oh, okay. So like. So oh, yeah, breaking 27 was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah it dropped yeah. big time. All of a sudden it was like three <laughs> minutes more on my run and I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Ours was like, ours was like at, at oh, above 27, a 200 is a first class. So I was like, I'm walking this bitch. <laughs> it was like, shit. so at least with us, the only thing that it impacted was uh, for PT, you had run groups, you had a, B and C run groups. Yeah. And the, the guys that were running fucking 12 minute, two miles, they were fucking all, rabbits. A, they were all a group and they would all run together. And uh, so then you kind of pushed people that were right. like C runners, and it was like you want to train with the B, yeah. And it was like <laughs> you're in B group today. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, no, no, no. You're, you're, the only way to get better at running is to run more. Yeah. And, and the first weight. time I had to say that line to somebody, I throw up my mouth a little bit because I fucking hate running. Like I, I can't stand running. I know, dude. I ran a three shop for a battalion, nope. and I was like, fucking I feel like the biggest running. hypocrite on yeah. the planet because I ain't doing any of this shit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, when I went to PLDC, we had an entry PT test. You showed up and had to do a PT test, like the morning after we arrived. Yeah, it's like the first thing you do because they would look. If you failed, you got fucking dropped. What was yours like, called? What, what's that? your sergeant school? Oh, uh, it wasn't called PLDC by the time you did. Uh, 
BLC. Yeah. Basically, Basically leadership, leadership course. course. Did you do a PT test when you first I, arrived? I did. We had our like you show up, you check in, like the next morning, it's a PT. Oh test. yeah, it, yeah that yeah. was that was both for BLC and uh, airborne school. Yeah, was uh was we had yeah. well that makes like sense. the next the day after you show up, it's like all right, are you fucked up or no? Yeah, I never went to leadership school. It's fucking. I cake. got out as an E five sergeant. I yeah. had fucking I don't know a year and a half, a year or some change time and grade. Yeah, and uh, but I got promoted in Iraq. Yeah, that's why. And then yeah. when we got back, get the combat waiver. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> so you're supposed to go to PLDC, BLC, WLC. It's changed yeah. names so many times within a year of making rank. Yep. Oh, okay. But what they don't talk about is that that year timer is actually a garrison timer. Oh. Yeah. So if you make rank in the box, yep. Your timer doesn't start until you, you make it back to garrison. Gotcha. So we got back to garrison and I just snuck under the radar for like three months. Yeah. And, and then ETS say, and, I didn't say was fuck it. Yeah. all. And then it, then they, like the, the unit got caught up with like all the paperwork side of bullshit. <laughs> like, Simon, you got to go to, P- you got to go to PLDC exactly. and be like, oh, I was this like, is my uh, checkout sheet. No, I was like, <laughs> I actually, I signed out on terminal leave in 48 days. So we're not doing that. <laughs> I went, when I went to BLC, uh, it was in that transition period where even if you were a five and you you exited that window, you automatically got kicked down to an E four and yep. not even like a specialist. If you were a corporal, you had the same time frame to get really? BLC knocked out, or else you went back down to a specialist. Really? Yeah. So I made corporal, but I, I didn't have the requirement. But to make E five, I had to do. It was supposed to be within a year. Oh, mine hmm. was in the front, like, And a lot of times they make you go to PLDC or BLC or whatever beforehand. the fuck it's called. And then when you graduate is when you get pinned. Yeah, yeah. five. Yeah, or, I, I went as a specialist. Yeah. and like six, like four six months later, I got my. E5. Yeah, so a lot of times now they're they're sending fours that they know are going to go yeah. to board, E4, and they'll send P. them, and they're just like, let's just get it out of the way. Yeah. Like we do corporal scores, but it's not. At least I don't know if it is now, but it didn't used to be. A, a legit prerequisite you got promotion points towards it like well you went to corporate scores all right you get like an extra 25 fucking points or whatever yeah, yeah. you know but um it wasn't like yeah, it's still uh, school yeah it wasn't like a prerequisite yeah. but are all those fucking online courses that we used to just push people through because you, you, you got fucking promotion points for it so you look at a dude is, that was like those what do you need are required 70 points okay. sit the fuck down yeah, <laughs> yeah. here's a laptop <laughs> Dude, <laughs> the pro- problem with those because we have mcis marine corps institute fucking does like for like Lance Corporals and below, there's like these three, these five that you have to hit. Corporals, I mean, Corporals had to do uh, the 8,000 series. Sergeants had to do the 7,000 series. It was like, like they had like these series of things, right? Cool thing is, is that it actually came out down. And when I went to college, I got credit for them. Surprisingly, they were like, oh yeah, you get fucking like a quarter credit for all this shit. So my Marine Corps training and, and annual training and shit actually helped me in my degree plan stuff. eventually. No, hundred percent. I think I got 27 hours. Yeah. It was something into it, me it was, from being in the like, military. It and knocked it was, off like a fucking, like a, like a I semester or something. Shit. Yeah. It was yeah. Like, They're like, oh, you were infantry. Yeah. So you're going to start with math one one <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to take any of your fucking physical you get a phys ed credit for boot camp yep yes yeah. i didn't even get that yeah you're supposed to no, you're supposed to get three hours shit. at like every accredited mm. university is supposed to yeah. give you your pe credit yep yeah, i think i had like 27 hours for all the fucking weird ass courses I've i know it through. cut down like an entire fucking like an entire semester like uh, from 15 years of doing the shit and mine was like almost like, um, like i entered college as a sophomore yeah same it was wild. It was Same. like 
I ain't, never mind. I mean, that's why I only because I only did <laughs> undergrad. Undergrad, I only did two years. What MMI didn't have didn't have that uh, <laughs> no, freshman I, I, sophomore I, I, ranking. Uh, no, <laughs> none of that. No, and that was funny. That was like uh, uh, when I went to MMI. A friend of mine was like, "I want to go do this." He's like, "Do you want to go do this?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. Fucking maybe." Like I, I already wrench on my own shit, but it'd be nice to know the right way to do it. And he's like, fuck, come sign up with me. I'm like, I'll go check it out. So I went up there with him and uh, sat down and talked to him. They're like, yeah, your GI Bill can cover this. And I was like, what? I'm like, really? I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll sign up. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't have to pay for it. And then uh, not even, I think it was like a couple days before I even started, I realized that Voc Rehab is a program that MMI falls under. And they'd have bought your toolbox. And they, yeah. They and so so yeah. I transitioned from the GI Bill to Voc Rehab, which is a fucking nightmare. But I got it done. Yep. And um and it was funny because like halfway through, like he he's almost failing out of it. Like, but when he graduated, <laughs> he didn't get any of his certs. Oh no. Yeah. So like I because you can go through MMI, the whole fucking thing, and not be a certified factory mechanic you without getting a Harley cert or a Honda cert or whoever whatever brand you're trying to get a cert from. Huh. Because you didn't pass their test. Which is where all the money's at. Otherwise and, you're at like Bob's garage and But no, and the the reason they do that know, is because it, it, it's a for profit school. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's same with DeVry when they do like you can get a Ford cert. Or you can just go to the school and not pass and get the Ford cert, yeah. and then you just went to the school. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, it's pretty funny. There's a lot of people that didn't get factory certs. A lot. And I think the uh, MMI or UTI, their parent company, actually got in a lot of fucking trouble. Because oh, they were... Yeah. A lot of fucking trouble. <laughs> My brother well, went to UTI briefly. Yeah. Yeah. I used to give him shit about urinary tract infection. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I used to fuck with him. But yeah, I was a Honda and Harley certified mechanic. And, uh, I mean, I mean, in theory, it I mean, works out. Technically, you still are. Oh, the, I, the, my certs aren't valid. If you're not in a dealership for more than a year, your certs expire. Um, but if, like, by getting them through MMI and doing everything that I did, I'd start at a dealership with one year experience. So, wouldn't like I wouldn't be like, technically a new guy, even though I would be a new guy. Um, but it just it helps you attract for your master mechanic a little bit faster. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Dave, you were a wrench for a while, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. He wrenched on the big just engines. Just a tool. On the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did we did everything from small engine all the way up to 18 wheeler. Yeah. Um you name it, we fucking tackled it. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing about learning the actual technical of working on any engine. An engine's an engine. An engine is an engine. True. It just yeah. starts getting bigger and bigger. Like it's yeah. Me- yeah. mechanically, it, if you can kind of put, if you know how they work, everything from yeah. what powers your lawnmower all the way that's up it. to what's in an 18 wheeler, they're re- yeah. kind of the same. Suck, yeah. squeeze, bang, blow. Yep. Yeah. Like, cause it, like, like I worked it, on Cummins 903s. It was a big fucking engine, 903 yeah. cubic inches, you know? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. But they're all pretty much the same. Any anything yeah. that's anything that's mechanically controlled, if you have fuel, oil, and spark, it should fucking run. And if it doesn't, it's time to start digging. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost always a problem with one of those three things. Yeah. 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 Air, fuel, spark. If you can't Except have for two now. out of three, you need three out of three. Now I open a hood and I look around and I'm like, okay. And I just close the hood. Because they're you know, fucking turned like, sideways like, and upside down and well, shit. That, like half <laughs> the shit. Like, like my fucking super duty. 
to do anything serious to that engine, you have yeah. to pull the whole fucking cab off it. What the fuck, man? Yeah. You just you can't get to it. You can't get to anything. They put fucking, what a, what a, that's the definition a, of ten pounds of shit in a, in a nine pound bag. It's a fucking racket, man. <laughs> it's a racket, dude. Well, and now there's just so many computers involved that control everything that yeah. you can't go in there and be like, like I remember my old cars and stuff like that, and it was like, ah, the weather's changed a little bit, and I'm bogging down a little bit. Yeah, let me, my let float's me turn probably a little off. Little. Let me just adjust this jet, and I'll like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like I'm too rich, so I'll back this jet out, and we'll yeah. be okay. Like it, you can't do that shit anymore. Yeah. Like you're like the most the most uh, like you know computerized element on the cars that I used to work on was like, you'd have like a mass airflow sensor or something like that. And it was like, okay, yeah, like whoop, whoop, a little swip and swap. Right. And it was fine. Like you go to junkyard, pick one up and fucking, you know, and, but yeah, not these days. Yeah, I don't know how many O2 sensors I switched out on old cars. Cause right. oh, yeah. they get all bogged down. And then it was like, yeah. why is my car like shit? And it's like, go down to AutoZone, buy this $18 thing. Yep. And bring me a 14 millimeter wrench. <laughs> well, you needed to buy the $18 O2 sensor, but you needed to buy the $36 O2 sensor socket that yeah. made things so much fucking nicer. Yep. It really does. <laughs> but you only had to buy that <laughs> or, once. Or you, get, or you get an old one and just cut the side out of it. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's why I'm, I'm like... Like I'm a I'm a fan of the drift scene, like the the grassroots drift scene, because those dudes they buy old shitters and then yeah. they put just enough power to get it sideways no, and everything. They don't put just enough power. They take they out take just out enough, enough to <laughs> enough power for it. To true, 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 yep. true. But those guys, it's like they wreck their shit on Saturday and then the next month until the next event. Taped together it's just, for next week. How can we keep it as one piece until the next event? And it's fucking it's cool to see drifting. Yeah. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my stick's almost down. Yeah. I think it's a good time to burn uh, ends to go eat. Eat yeah. some burned ends. Absolutely. So uh, once again, it's brought to you by WarfighterTobacco.com. Use that code FTFO. They'll get you a sweet, sweet 15% off. Icy Tech Coolers. Go over there. IcyTech.com. Use that code FreedomFriends10. That gets you 10% off their quality For coolers. For those who get it. For those who get it. And, uh, of course, a wellness.us, um, which again, came through for me again this weekend with my back was hurting. God damn, it's good. That shit's amazing. That shit's amazing. But go over there, go to a wellness.us. Use that code freedom friends 25. That gets you a quarter off your order there. Otherwise, boys, I'm going to raise my glass. Just say, thank you for being my freedom friend. Dave, as always, you sexy son of a bitch. Thanks for yep. filling in. Cheers. Cheers. Three little things. Not hard to do. First of all, you got to tell your mom. Tell your friends. Tell your fucking mom's friends. And I hope you guys all have a great holiday season. Uh, again, happy Hanukkah to uh, the Jew-ish folks out there. And uh, <laughs> fucking great shirt. And uh, Merry Christmas and all that stuff. And we will uh, see you guys next week. But three little things. Jazz, hit him with the first one. Uh, smoke up. Mm, John? Drink on. And God damn it, kids. Freedom, Freedom the, the fuck, fuck on. on. Later.